Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Extremism can come in many forms. It can come in the rage of a mob driven to assault, driven to assault the capital. It can come in a smile and a fleece vest. This is the only chance you'll ever get to vote for a Maltese American left-handed Episcopalian gay war veteran mayor <laughs> Here, This testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. That's not. Cr- Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You that- should resign in disgrace, Judge. Man, did he take a beating, Merrick Garland? He, you know, he just doesn't seem to have... He's a whack job. There's no doubt about that. And he's a crazy, radical, progressive. Uh, but he is not... He does not have sharp elbows. He did not take it very well. He just beat beat him senseless. Mm-hmm. You know, make of it what you will. It doesn't matter. The, the left is not going to show anybody it. But they proved him to be a liar about yeah. authoring the letter that... Um, co-authoring. Having White House co-authored the letter uh, from the uh, School Board Association which then he used to launch an investigation into parents. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look really good uh, um, uh, really good um, defending himself. The other thing at the beginning that you heard, that, that was Pete Buttigieg saying, you forever with this, I'm the only blah, 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 blah. Where was it? It's right here. Extremism. No, that's Joe. Hold can on. come in many forms. can come in the rage of a This mob. is Biden calling Glenn Youngkin um, a, a violent extremist. Which is right up there with saying Mitt Romney's going to have you in change. Mm-hmm. Biden has whatever's coming to him. Coming to him, he is as cynical, as dirty, as uh, unethical, as immoral as any other politician's ever been. Right. He is. Don't uh, cry a tear for Joe Biden. Ever. He doesn't deserve well, it. He's, left, he's always been a dirtbag. But the left does this. They did the same thing with Merrick Garland. They like build up this fantasy land version of their politicians and with RBG, which is, you know, why they have to cover this stuff up. They make up some version of Joe Biden, this like 
cool scrappy Joe with his sunglasses and his cool car and like the whole like he's so decent and good and his saying Joey and like all that stuff you know or like how they have RBG and she's so saintly and then that's why you know Katie Couric has to delete a bunch of stuff from the interview that she says it doesn't mesh with the vision that they have of her you know it's they live in fantasy land right driven to assault the capital it can come and a smile and a fleece vest. This is the only chance you'll ever get to vote for a Maltese American left-handed Episcopalian gay war veteran, Mayor Millennium. <laughs> so that is the new movie, Mayor Pete, that's out. The Amazon movie, the Amazon Prime movie mm-hmm. is out. Documentary. We can watch it. Is it open, available now? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if it's out yet or not. Well, there you go. Yeah, probably. It, we it, can. Maybe I'll get them on. Maybe we should book them. Documentary on Mayor Pete. I think it was filmed completely during his uh, campaign, so not during his paternity <laughs> leave uh, time off uh, there. So I guess the, the thing that's happening in D.C. today, you know, well, not only is the infrastructure bill being slashed because Democrats are desperate to move something, uh, but mm-hmm. um, this the beatdown of Merrick Garland is kind of where it is. You saw at one point that uh, Tom Cotton tells him to resign. You know, these guys are grandstanding too. Oh, yeah. There's They're cutting good, campaign ads. We, uh, yes, we, got, we received a letter answer. from the National Association of School Boards. No reason to believe... No, you didn't receive an anonymous letter. White House political staff co-wrote it with this organization, which is why the organization has rejected it. You know these facts now to be true, and yet you still won't disavow your memo. Why? You didn't receive some objective... He really should have disavowed the memo. Mm-hmm. Or done something to say that, uh, that uh, I, you know, I, I we probably need to temper whatever. Because the whole totally thing was laundered. It was, you know, right. through, the, through the Department of Justice. It's pretty freaking crooked. And it's bullying and intimidation tactics. There's no doubt about that. But uh, he's he's a little soft. I don't know. The, I don't. I think that probably the strongest thinker in the administration is Buttigieg, even though he helped himself. To, I, don't, I think I don't think he gives a frig. He's like, man, what a gig I have. I'm gonna take this, uh, you know, this leave, and they're not gonna do anything about it. They're scared to death of me, so why not? But the optics of him haven't been good. But he's smart. This Garland, I can. It totally now has me saying there there are no institutions that are above uh, normal um, the normal uh, you know um, classic uh, the normal standards of uh, judgment. Like, Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court is just as nutty as everything else. Right. Well, you'll be pleased to know that the whole thing where they tried to make the Pete Buttigieg thing about paid family leave is, Mm -hmm. um, it didn't work because they're having to, they're having to cut that from their mega huge bill because they couldn't get it to work with the new numbers that Manchin is holding them to. So there's not going to be 12 weeks of paid, uh, family leave on there from the federal government anymore, so... So that didn't work. They couldn't get our sympathy with Mayor I know nothing Pete about that. Was his... that would that be uh, supplemented by the government or employers? Um, I think it was supplemented by the government because otherwise, why would they have to take it out right. with yeah, the cost? Yeah, good point. Neutral letter because all these people were being threatened. You are the res- you are responding to a political campaign to politicize the Department of Justice. How big is the threat that American parents pose right now? When you, you lead a big organization, you have 100,000 plus employees. You have a lot of violence to go after. Are parents at school boards one of the top three concerns you face right now? 
Extreme. Oh, it's Biden. Extremism. We got him. Um, and so there's a couple more here. Uh, hits on Merrick Garland. Dun, 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 dun. How are you, Alice? I'm doing great. Are you wondering about my well-being? Everybody's wondering about your well-being. I've been fielding Twitter concerns all day. Started out today today by walking downstairs to let little Dave out at six something in the morning and Mm -hmm. to begin my show prep. And I walked into the pantry and stepped in dog shit. So that's how the day started, which is fine, which is excellent. That's great. Uh, And then what happened? And then I... uh, What happened with the dog shit? Uh, that doesn't matter. Anything what happened, doesn't matter. What happened with the dog show? I don't know honey. what you're talking about, Alex. What happened? How did the problem get solved? I am talking about... Are you about, still walking around now with it on your show? I am talking about... Um, what happened? Alex, who cleaned show it? about politics who and... Who cleaned uh, up the dog shit? Well, it's your dog, Alex. So, <laughs> you're the one who wanted dogs. So, 860, Dave is your... You're the part... Alex, what did we decide? T- 10 years, almost 11, maybe 11 years ago, what mm-hmm. did we decide? <laughs> what what was the decision made, Alice? Before we even had our first kid or any pets, what was the decision that was made? <laughs> you said that I was in charge of the DFS department. Correct. And what is that? <laughs> the is- Department of Fluids and Septic. Correct. Correct. So okay. that is your department. You happily, like Buttigieg took over the, as... Uh, as uh, transportation, you're the, that's DFS. That's you. you. Actually, we should make a T-shirt <laughs> saying DFS, uh, mm-hmm. Secretary of DFS, or, or CEO of DFS, whatever it is. But we should, you should have that. So that's in yours. I'm F and B. I'm food and beverage. You know, but not um, like washing the dishes. That not that part I, of no, food no, and no, beverage. No, that's not true. I am, but there's a log jam in there. Because there's a tyrant who won't let me do the dishes my way and always keeps... The way where they come out of the dishwasher still dirty that way? Yes. <laughs> oh. Which makes them then... Which then you yell at no, me when you're puts... like, this is still but no, dirty. But, but then, but then actually, but I would also say that uh, dishes come under fluid. fluid. <laughs> so that falls under you. Oh, God. Okay? Same way OSHA has to handle employee mandates. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So My mandate is broad. I will tell you that. I have, to those with a lot of responsibility, goes those get a lot of trust. How does it go? <laughs> to those, there's a saying. To those responsible, you guys know what it is. All right. Um, so you're, in other words, you're saying sorry. Uh, that's fine. I feel much better today than I did yesterday. <laughs> Okay. Everything's coming up. I crushed abs today. I actually did a really good job. I thought I was going to lose my pancreas. I was doing these sit-ups that were so hard. I was making a, a vis- an audible noise during mo- <laughs> most of them. Um, a, a beautiful uh, young lady in, sat in front of me and started doing exercises. And so I averted my look from in, anywhere near her because she was beautiful. And she was right in front of me. And I thought, there's no way that... And she was near a window, so I also knew that that lesser man would look, but could be busted if he was looking. Mm-hmm. But I said, "There's no way that she doesn't assume that I'm going to look." So I didn't look at her uh, form, Alice. I looked away, even though I don't have glasses on anyway, for just this reason, so I don't get distracted. <laughs> and I swear, she just felt like the possibility could be there, and like sat, looked around, saw me, and just moved to the other side, a part of the gym. That's fine. I was crushing abs. She was intimidated that I was so mm-hmm. good looking. And you she took was also, a walk, too. And she was always also probably checking me out. 
Mm-hmm. I took a walk, indeed. Uh, I took a walk. Oh, we have another uh, Hold on. Step, don't say any. Okay. We got a lot of work to do here. First, let's get through a couple of these, Allison. Then okay. we can talk okay. about... Uh, Our personal problems. No, 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 don't okay. finish sentences. Do you finish <laughs> You. I almost walked off a show last week for, because of the first thing you said. Sorry. What did you say? That, what I don't was it? know. I don't know. I was talking about somebody... And you stepped right on what I was going to say. Sorry. No, you don't have to say sorry, but you always, I'm trying to think of it. Well, but you don't tell me what you're planning right, to so, do, so sometimes I don't know what you're planning to do. Well, Alice, so it's... watch Mozart work. Don't start pressing <laughs> keys in the piano. Okay, here we go. I really don't know why you stand for any of this, any of this, Alice. I, I assume I'll be heart attacked out of your life soon, and then please, please... Make smart decisions. And, and there are a lot of quality guys out of there, Alice. Okay, so um, so here's the thing. Oh, by the way. <laughs> I haven't heard Alice enjoy something so much. The scenario I said of me dying of a heart attack. Since she learned that the doctor sodomized me last week. Which was the happiest I've ever, ever seen any human being in my life. Okay. So I assume it happens to every guy yeah. at the doctor. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> Alice, he threw Kleenex at me. He threw them at me afterwards. Clean yourself up. Okay, so here we go. Why is that funny to you? That involves ritual humiliation and pain of me, Alice. <laughs> I just don't think it was that bad. Uh, <laughs> I think you're a baby. Walk it off, Tom? <laughs> yes. My... All right, so here we go. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, now that I've cried off my makeup thinking right, about hold on. <laughs> Sorry, Alice, I know, I realize that even walking down the street in the grocery aisle, sometimes you just burst into laughter thinking about me being uh, violated as I was. Stop making me laugh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Try not to think of scenarios where I'm in great pain and then you won't laugh. So so uh, here's uh, here's Ted Cruz taking a shot at Garland. A big part of this, this letter is that they're upset about parents not wanting critical race theory taught. Your son-in-law makes a very substantial sum of money from a company involved in the teaching of critical race theory. Did you seek and receive a decision from an ethics advisor at the Department of Justice before you carried out an action that would have a predictable financial benefit to your son-in-law? This memorandum is aimed at violence and threats. I, I just violence. asked a question. Did you it seek an ethics? It has no predictable. Did you seek an ethics opinion? It has no. Did you seek an ethics opinion, Judge? You know how to ask questions and answer them. Did you seek an ethics opinion? You asked me whether I sought an ethics opinion about something that would have a predictable effect on something. This has no predictable effect in the way that you're talking about. So, if critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more this money? Memo has nothing. If critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more money? Yes or no. This this memorandum has nothing to do with critical race theory you or if any you other an kind opinion? of curriculum. Will you that... answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I am opinion? answering the best I can. Yes or no? Did you seek an ethics opinion? This memorandum has Did nothing... Did you seek an ethics opinion? This memorandum has nothing to do with... General, are you refusing theory? to answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I am telling you that there's no possible... Con- so you're saying no. Just answer it directly. You know how to answer a question directly. I'm Did saying... you seek 
on ethics opinion. I'm telling you that if I thought there was any reason to believe there was a conflict of interest, I would do that. But I cannot. Why do you refuse to answer the question? Why won't you just say no? I'm sorry. You're not going to answer the question? I'm sorry. Say, ask the question again. Did you seek an ethics opinion? I'm saying again, I would seek an ethics opinion. In so ethics no is the answer, correct? There was a Senator, your time is up. Oh, man. So that, there's, there's more of that here. I'll play a little bit of it. I don't want to do too much. I'm not, you know, he just, they just beat the crap You're out of You're telling me you haven't seen it? Who's the memo from, Senator? The United States Department of Justice, United States Attorney for the District of Montana. I have not seen a memo from the District of Montana. I not high enough priority for you? It's not, that's not the question. I don't. It is the question. Answer my question. Is it not a high enough priority for you when you're threatening parents with 13 different federal crimes? I These aren't crimes of violence. You've testified today. You're focused on violence. That's not what your U.S. attorneys, they work for you. That's not what they're saying. You haven't seen it because it's not a high enough priority or what? A question of priority. No one has sent me that memo, so I haven't seen it. What I do you mean no one has? You get it. Uh, here's one more with Mike Lee. Well, and one of the things that concerns me is, you know, we've got 17 attorneys general uh, uh, led by Attorney General Todd Rakita in Nevada and joined by a total of 17 attorneys general, including Sean Reyes, the fantastic attorney general of the state of Utah. And they've weighed in and they've said they've, there, there is not a, a barrage of accusations. There's not, no unusual flood of accusations of threats of violence against school board members. Nothing unusual, nothing that they can't handle at the state and local level. Uh, normally, uh, things like this uh, against state and local officials involving state and local government entities like school boards are not federal. Uh, now, in response to a series of questions before the House Judiciary Committee, uh, uh, including some questions asked by Congressman Jim, Jim Jordan from Ohio, you were asked your factual predicate for your October 4th memorandum and for your conclusions in this regard. You answered before that committee that your factual predicate for that was the October 22nd memorandum from the National School Board Association. The National School Board Association has, has been mentioned, has since withdrawn that memo, and yet you said that was the factual predicate. Given that that was the factual predicate, and that it's rescinded its memo, saying that there was no justification for some of the language that they used in that letter. Will you rescind your memo? Uh, Senator, I, uh, best of my recollection, I said that the impetus for the letter, um, for my memorandum, was that letter and also uh, reports um, of, of this kind of activity. What reports? Reports. I said, again, that, uh, at the time that they were news reports um, that had um, uh, been published, and I think that uh, some of the other senators here have described some of those news reports, and we've certainly seen subsequently more news reports and more statements by board members of threats to kill them. Congressman Chip Roy of Texas uh, uh, said, uh, uh, raised in that same hearing uh, the issue of a 14-year-old girl in a school bathroom uh, being sexually assaulted in Loudoun County. Um, and you indicated in response to that that you weren't aware of that. And in the six days before you testified before the House Judiciary Committee, um, have you become familiar with the publicly reported details of that case? Yes, I have read about the case, yes. Um, if you were unfamiliar with the supposed instances of threats of violence and intimidation that the National School Board Association cited in the letter, 
then how did you determine that intervention by the FBI and the DOJ was necessary, that that was the right approach? So the right approach in the letter is to meet with local law enforcement. That's what we've asked for, is to meet, to assess the situation, to see what their needs are, to strategize, uh, and to open lines of communication. It's Yeah, it's horse bleep. Obviously, this is an attempted... But, I mean, they beat the hell out of him, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter. So, uh, now, what's going politically is going to see... We'll see what Biden gets for his infrastructure bill before he heads off to the climate meeting. I tell you, man, it, the very fact that he's going to a climate summit right now mm-hmm. is terrible optics. Going to a climate summit, which is only only going to talk about decreasing production right and making things more expensive we just want to hurt the economy a little bit more right right by these globalists and you're going to have him out there talking about it excitedly and these it's meanwhile prices are going through the roof prices are seriously seriously going through through the roof yeah this inflation is supposed to be worse than we thought when we thought it was going to be worse right i mean I- wasn't that long ago that we were told it wasn't going to happen at all that that was like a figment of everybody's imagination that that could cause inflation but now it like continue the news about the inflation keeps getting worse and worse over time and you know what's incredible about it is this like lecturing from the left now that it's turned out there is inflation like we read the comments off the thanksgiving story yesterday that thanksgiving's going to be the most expensive meal and they're yep. all going well you know maybe you shouldn't have a second helping you know huh. maybe you should try and make do with a little bit less and be grateful because that's what the spirit of thanksgiving is all about anyway to them the misery is the point they like the inflation because it means you have to suffer a little bit, which means that to them, the world is now a little bit brighter place. It's well, like, I mean, that's the that's the extremist. Or, I mean, well, no, but I think maybe that 30%. that's true, especially the climate debate stuff. Like the climate debate, they absolutely want gas prices to be harder because they want you to use your car less. You know, they want you to have less stuff, use things less. I mean, and there is a certain... You know, there's something to making do with less being virtuous, but it's not something that you can like force on other people. It's something that has to come from inside you or it doesn't have any effect at all. Right. The, but to them, it makes them feel good to think that they've taken everybody down a peg. Well, I mean, you're talking about progressive activist types. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I, think I mean, so. like, I think that the type of people that want like a green new deal want to just make everybody's life a little bit worse or really a lot worse but i mean Mm -hmm. like any worse is good for them so anytime you're like (laughs) well but that means i won't be able to like have a good car or that means that i can't have as big a house they're like well good right that means that i can't buy thanksgiving dinner good we like that what makes it so uh you know hilarious of course not really hilarious is of course they're always exempted from this. Oh yeah. So they can go to the Met Gala, you know. Uh, Sandy can go to the Met Gala, and um, you know they can all fly to Scotland and enjoy the great time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's a. Bla- I would go in a second if somebody would send me. That's you really know, the only option for people like John Kerry. Tom right. is the private jet. Right, but That's also you, you know you know it's an option. It's a, it's a week full of beautiful people things. Mm-hmm. Is what it is, and gift bags, and breakout rooms, and you know, souvenir giveaways, yeah. and and entertainment. It's that's what it is. That's what it, it's. It's a great time. I would love to go. I would love to go. Um, but um, 
but yes, and but but you're right. The pain is not shared, and it's it's unserious totally. Although we have heard like this tiny rumble of some people suggesting taking a second look at nuclear. The left has created because they've been going over the top with this. This is the climate. This and the climate. This and this is climate. This is happening here, and this is climate, everything's climate, etc. And climate racism is happening. Whatever that they've, I believe, caught some reasonable people up in this, and reasonable people are looking at this saying, who weren't climate alarmists before, who are just learning about this, saying, wow, and learning about this and saying, mm -hmm. huh, let's look at this nuclear thing. Well, right. Other than Fukushima and Three Mile, Three Mile Island and the one in Kiev and Russia, saying, wait a second, we've come a long way. This stuff is really clean, and this is a, a really good way to... Well, it's really the only realistic scenario if you actually well, 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 want yes, it. Well, yes, it is. It is the only realistic scenario if you actually want that much. Exactly. It is. Totally. So now we'll see what the left says because they care so much about climate. I get the feeling that if they solve that problem about burning fossil fuels um, with uh, with nuclear or a lot big part of it or, or mm -hmm. if they offer the solution that uh, suddenly the problem is going to change. Because oh, this yeah. is not really the problem that's meant to be dead. resolved. It's meant to be pursued, you know. I mean, hippies have been against nuclear forever. They, it's not the solution that they want, you know. Right. They've been complaining about right, but, power but, but plants the, everywhere for years. But those are hippie, hippie activists. They will always have something to be activists right. about. Unless they you're living just... in a cave rubbing sticks together to keep warm over the winter. They're not happy with how you're keeping yourself warm. Right. They're immediately weren't happy with fracking. They don't want this problem solved. It's not about solving. So this is my life here. And we've been talking to you folks about this for a while. We've all been together here. So this is where we are right now. Let's consider this Europe. Our house here is Europe. We're not a great country. We're a, a tattered country. Uh, that is uh, wanting to be. We're second world country right now, mm -hmm. and we've got. Um, we have one ally next to us. Or, or, or the other house next to us, with our friends and their kid. Their mm -hmm. kid is right now in our house playing with our son. One ally. We've got one next to us. Uh, uh, another house where we are politically very far apart, and they know where I am on things, and they're and they've got the. The you know the um, Prius with a thousand Liz Warren stickers whatever, mm -hmm. but they're very friendly and nice. But unfortunately, like our chickens go in their yard, they're cool about it. And our in our my leaves have all blown in their yard, and their lawn is beautifully manicured. And they're they're like they know how to do <laughs> that like normal uh, suburban living where all everything works. Their cars are nice <laughs> and everything is, and they're like and then they're all in shape and. And the kids are in college. Like, they're doing... They or they had good upbringings or something. They weren't uh, horribly damaged. They didn't have my doctor. Obviously. So so they're fine. But but I'm worried because they, they're right next to us. And, you know, they can see my trashiness. My burn barrel smoke, which is sometimes green, blows directly through their house into their walls. And I'm like, sometimes I'm, I'm like, wow, this is pushing. So they can't love it. That's fine. <laughs> and then we have, of course... The house now where I consider us at war with, which is a football field away, but it's also a very close house where they've made war with our chickens and they want our chickens all dead. This is Alice's friend who gave us flowers. You can, it's fine. Give us flowers. That's fine. Uh, but so we are at a detente. We have a, we're at a still, there's a cold war between us and them. <laughs> now there is a cold war, uh, close to being a hot war 
to another house that's in town because mm-hmm. Alice Shattuck saw something today that she did not like on Facebook and decided to engage. And we are involved in a we are involved in a current nice. we are involved in a foreign conflict now, Alice. <laughs> Thank you very much. So right now there's there's only one direction I can go to now in this uh, landlocked <laughs> place where we are, and know that I've got any allies around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no sidewalk there, so that's great. But go ahead, uh, tell the people what you've done today. Um, so some of you may know there's like a bear in our town that. Um it's a wooden carved bear. It's like a bear statue at this person's house. And it um it like is dressed up for the holidays mm-hmm. and sometimes it will like have a little sign that says vote. Or it'll um, be dressed up as a high school graduate during graduation time. Right. They um it, it was a mayor Pete bear for a while. Right. He's a very left wing bear. It is but but he but you know, at least they're going out and like expressing something yeah, like the bear. It's usually cute and funny yeah, and right. whatever. Anyway, so they posted on Facebook. Um, this was the scariest costume we could think of for this Halloween. And they have the bear dressed up as the Grim Reaper with a little skeleton bear face on and a um, scythe. Right. And a scythe? Little... Scythe. It's a scythe? It's not a scythe? Isn't it a scythe? Is it a scythe? C-S-C-Y-T-H-E. I believe so. Um, and then... There's also a scythe. You go ahead. Okay. Um, and some little, like, skulls around him. Spooky Halloween. And then in front of the bear is a tombstone that says, I chose not to get the COVID vaccine. Oops. Um, so, yeah. So, and then on the caption on the picture in the Facebook group, it says, this was the scariest costume we could think of this Halloween. Smiley face. Um, so naturally, a bunch of people, like a bunch of like good, nice people that have little hearts on their lawn and little like Kate has no home here signs and everything else. That right. They're very loving, kind, good people. All like hit the laughing react emoji and, you know, the thumbs up and the love button. They thought this was just great. Isn't it awesome? And um, yeah, I find it kind of horrifying personally. I, it, yeah, so it, it, it is, seems to me to be mocking people who are dying of COVID. Does it not? Um, you totally, and we've seen this recently, where huh? You know, you had the chance. Sorry about that. You Oops. died. <laughs> hey, anti-vaxxer. It's a way to say yeah. I effing hate you. I hate certain. I'm happy people. you're dead. Yes, and it's great. And you had it coming because right. see your stupidity in the ultimate irony, your stupidity and and. And hard-headedness, um, you know, came back to bite you. You, you. Your stupid Trump thinking came back to bite you in the final, most exact way it could. The maximum impact way it could. And it's poetic and it makes me feel good that it happened to you. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So this seemed like a weird sentiment to me to like, I mean, we've seen the headlines. We know that they're clickbait and people are clicking them. So people must be out there like clicking the headlines because it makes them feel good to think about people that they don't like dying from COVID. But it seems like an odd, odd sentiment to put out there in your nice town where you live, like in front of your house on your cute bear, like, haha, I'm glad unvaccinated people are dying. Like, that seems like a weird thing to put out there in your neighborhood. So 
what I commented on it, I just said, I'm sorry, we usually love seeing the bear in his outfits, but I find this really incredibly distasteful and disturbing. If you had told me a year ago my neighbors would be laughing at COVID deaths, I wouldn't have believed it. People who have not gotten vaccinated are disproportionately ethnic minorities, socioeconomically disadvantaged, and or lack access to medical care. But that shouldn't even really matter. Sending a message that you think it's hilarious when certain people die because you think they're bad or selfish or whatever says a lot more about you than about anyone else. Please reconsider this. And they, uh, I didn't love that part. You didn't say I. You didn't the, think you, I should say re- please reconsider. Yeah, I didn't think. I mean, she she wants to be, do that, then then do it all day. Scythe. Scythe. It is scythe. Okay. Um, scythe. So, but she was offended that I said she was laughing at COVID deaths. Right, she, she said there's no laughter in our house about people dying from the virus. This is a statement about those who choose not to get the vaccine, thereby allowing the virus to continue to spread and mutate. Science has told us how to get this under control. But people choosing to ignore science are perpetuating this true horror. There's no humor in what is happening. So then basically I pointed out to her that when you put like oops in big letters with an exclamation point and you put like a smiley face in your little caption where you're like, it's the scariest thing we could think of. Wink, wink. Like it's humorous. And obviously everyone thinks it's humorous because they're all doing the laughing react on Facebook. So that's what it is. It's It's meant to be humorous. It's it's a dunk. Yeah. It's a dunk. Hey, you didn't want the vaccine because you thought you were smart. Now you're dead. That's what it is. You know, and it's it, it's like the same way if, 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 if you know, 100,000 people who took the vaccine die of the vaccine now and somebody in the right said, hey, you thought you knew everything about Fauci and your vaccines, now you're dead. Yeah, you know? that would also be gross. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's weird sociopathic behavior and it's sociopathic online, but it's more sociopathic like in your town to people around you. It's very odd right. and it, it like... I mean it. Like, I think it says a lot about you that you're willing to, like, put that out there and say that to your well, neighbors. it gives the lie to this facade that you're really a considerate, deep, uncaring person. And that goes down many layers. Mm-hmm. Because if, you're, if your first thing is to get a belly laugh when people who disagree with you die. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's and then say crazy. And then say, oh, no, no, it wasn't me. It's just because of science we're doing. It's just because there's science and we know that this causes more of this mm-hmm. and that. It's like, uh, I mean, then that shows, and, and that, but and I'm not surprised because we've always known that the, the people on the left are, are effing angry. They're yeah, but angry. it's just interesting that it, they're like wearing it so openly now and that they're like upset if you say like, Wow, it's crazy that you're laughing about people dying. They're like, no, we're not laughing about people dying. We're totally not. It's not funny at all. In fact, and we love sun and we love people. We're good. But like, you're absolutely laughing about people dying. Like, it's crazy to me that you. I mean, and you know, you don't know whether people are vaccinated or not, or why they're vaccinated or not, or whatever. You know, like you don't know why people are making the decisions that they make, and like, you know, then they get all like personal and they're like well i can't see my grandchildren like you can see your grandchildren by the way no one's unvaccinated people aren't stopping you from seeing your grandchildren yeah right still still haven't seen the grandchildren i guess not well although that would kind of make sense if the mentality is that everything that they everything that i'm told every bit of Mm -hmm. humor is that kind of humor is fine i'm told it, that whatever Fauci tells me and whatever the comedians Jimmy Kimmel tells me is funny. And if you live only by, if you accept, ingest every bit of right. leftist culture and acceptable 
uh, you know, dialogue, whatever, then then that's the track you'd mm-hmm. go on. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's like the people who are like, well, I don't know, am I allowed? When me and my kid are walking back from the bus stop alone, is my kid allowed to take her mask off on the way back from the bus stop? Because she's not vaccinated. Like, I still haven't seen my grandchildren because they're not vaccinated yet. Like, well, that's crazy, but okay. But no unvaccinated person did that to you. Nobody stopped you from seeing your grandchildren. I don't know. But yeah, and like, then a bunch of the people who like laugh reacted to it. Like, I mean, there's a current member of the school committee. That hit the laugh no, button really? on there. Yes, a current member of our school committee that votes on, you know, like if kids are going to have a vaccine requirement and everything else is on here laughing about people dying. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, so this woman, I believe, is also a former member of the school committee and also a former selectman also liked the post, thought it was great. So it's like, I mean, like it's these are like people that literally control your life and they think it's funny if you die. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're uh, r- ridiculous people. You made the the comparison earlier to what Seth Moulton said last year, and you're right. They're getting what was coming to them. Mm-hmm. Getting what's coming to them. That is right. Getting what is coming to them. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's our latest. But I mean, I think I was very pleasant and nice. I'm sure they won't be happy to see me. But like, I, again, like what you were saying the other day, like they're acting like. Obama goes out here and is like, oh, well, you're politicizing the school boards. You're making it about your culture war stuff. Like, no, I'm not the one who put out the bear where I said it was funny if people died. Like, you're the one that did that. If I don't like it, like, I didn't attack you. I'm just sitting here living my life. And you're saying you think it's funny if people I know die. Well, like, I don't know. How am I supposed to react to that? You know, it's. They start stuff and then they turn around and they're like, you're attacking us. Like, no, nobody's attacking you. You're just, it's just the natural result of you going around and saying you think it's funny when your neighbors die. Like, I don't know. That's, that's what's going to happen. So if the bear turns from like, it's fun, congratulations, high school grads to, um, you know, we hope you die. Then like people might not think the bear is as cute and funny as. It has They're been. getting what was coming to him. Right. Thank you, Seth. They're getting what was coming to him. Thank them. you, Seth. We thought I had another version. That's all, all the same version. Um, but also, you know, the your uh, you know, if these kids are so sensitive to it, by the way, the first commenter made a great point mm-hmm. that if kids are seeing that and they don't get the vaccine yet, and they know the Grim Reapers coming for them. Right, exactly. There's going to be unvaccinated kids that are going to go to this house on Halloween and like the virus doesn't care if you're unvaccinated because you made a decision not to be or because, you know, you aren't eligible yet. But like the parents that have scared the bejesus out of their kids over COVID and that they're going to die if they don't all like have a mask glued to their face all day, like their kids are panicked about this how are they going to feel when they see the grim reaper bear being like haha you didn't have a covid vaccine so you died and like a lot of people in the comments of the post were like no no the bear is only laughing at people who chose not to get the covid vaccine like well but there's also another there's also something else else mm-hmm. the the bigger thing is is this is through this pandemic mm-hmm in everything that happened, actually, most of the deaths happened before most everybody could get their vaccines. Right. Um, but if you look at everything, it's in they they're saying, remember, and that's prolonged it, the anti-vaxxers, et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
there's a psychological need for these people to, for the more innocent ones, a need to explain away all the death by blaming. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I think it's much more malevolent, malevolent than that. I think they're so freaking unhappy that COVID to them, a lot of these people, is an absolute gift. It's mm-hmm. a gift. Now, look, there's a tangible, everyday way that I can show you how bad you are, conservatives. Mm-hmm. You are different people. You see? Now, look, and I'm willing to throw all in. Now, right. finally, here it is. Yes, here it is. Yes, I'll do whatever, mask kid, whatever. Yes, put masks on all the kids so they can see how bad they are. Keep the mask on all the kids so they can see how goddamn bad they are. Because right. they're sick of conservatives, sick of people who would be pro-life. They're sick of people who well, would right. think different than them, etc. And this came along, and it was way too good. It came along at the time of Trump, too, which just mm-hmm. elevated that. Well, yeah, and I think especially a lot of them are hungry since November 2016. They've, you know, been waiting they've been waiting for a reason to hate the trump people but like the economy was doing well nothing bad was happening nobody was being loaded onto trains and shipped off to concentration camps like they kept telling us was going to happen like all the stuff the terrible terrible things that were going to happen under trump never happened so like finally they got one like something bad happened while trump was president and so they're able to finally blame trump for something and blame trump voters for something because they didn't do what they were supposed to do right so it like all the energy ever since hillary clinton Mm -hmm. didn't get to make her speech under her glass ceiling and everything else like all that pent up frustration that nothing bad happened is got channeled into the masks and everything else you know it it turned so all the like you're literally hitler energy that they've been trying to push at trump for four years like that's they put it all into COVID. yes and now it was a big now you see now you see what you did mm-hmm. well you've been laughing for four years while i've been having a, a nervous breakdown over here now you see this is why it all makes it was always going to be about this well right this. and like and some of them explicitly said it because it was already like the election they were like are you better off that you're than you were four years ago now that you're hiding in your house from a virus and everything like right and when they though, say, like, remember Trump they always that. go to they always go to remember we've had seven hundred thousand people dead mm-hmm. you know and it's always it's always you have to wear the mask, even though that hasn't doesn't have to do anything with the, with the people, number of people dead. We have to wear the mask, remember? And you say, I don't want to wear the mask. We have 700,000 people dead. They're not just saying we have 700,000 people dead. They're saying you're already responsible for 700,000 people with your wrongness. Okay? <laughs> That's what they're saying. Right. A lot of fun. Great. So, unfortunately, we can't move. So, we're done. Uh, but I actually don't want to move. I do like it here, even though you've I made like enemies with too. everybody. I'm not enemies with everybody. A lot of people um, are probably now listening to the podcast today for the first time. Because, oh, that's right. Because hey, they discovered everybody. me from my uh, post Say about hi. the bear. Say hi. I, for one, like the bear. I did meet the guy who who owns the bear. The I've always gentleman. enjoyed the bear, even when he was the Pete Buddha bear. Yeah, well, I, we liked Buttigieg for a while. I still find Pete interesting. I think more mayors should be uh, should run for higher office because I think municipal politics is uh, cool. This and has not good. been a great year for mayors. It's Lori Lightfoot, the the wuss bags in uh, Minneapolis and Portland. 
No, but I think think competent, I think competent municipal leaders are, um, are really good at governing. I think they have to be. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, activists have been taking, uh, winning mayoral positions mm-hmm. in the last decade. Didn't Bob Headland come to our wedding? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a good mayor. Yeah, that's well, that's different. Bob's different, and he's a that's a one off. And he was he wasn't a big city mayor. He wasn't the, like the mayor of Boston. Mm-hmm. He, and, and Amesbury he could never be. Amesbury had a good Republican mayor at one point too, Mayor Gray. Yeah. He was really good. I, have I no mean, there's... that there are some good mayors, but but the big municipal. Well, yeah, because they're Democrats, right? So, so, but so, but but in general, I think that um, municipal government like prepares you for a lot of stuff. I think you have to be good at handling stuff to do it well. I mean, clearly, a lot of them don't do it well, which is why I wouldn't live in a lot of their cities. But imagine having to, imagine having to deal with constituents. Oh my god, that would be awful. They're good at it. They're good at it. I mean, look at the. Wimps on some of these school boards crying because parents show up and talk to them and don't like what they do. Imagine. Uh, yes. So the revelation came out today that by Huma Abedin that she had been sexually assaulted by a U.S. senator. Yes. Um, she said it had happened after a Trump thing. She said she had been. It happened after a Trump thing, and um, she managed to tie in Trump. So my thought today when I heard it was she's lying absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it happened after a Trump rally and the senator did something. So she says, after describing a Washington dinner attended by quote a few senators and their aides, but not Clinton. Aberdeen writes, I ended up walking out with one of the senators, and soon we stopped in front of his building, and he invited me in for coffee. Once inside, he told me to make myself comfortable on the couch. She says the senator took off his blazer, rolled up his sleeves, and made coffee while they continued to talk. Then, in an instant, it, it all changed. He plopped down to my right, put his left arm around my shoulder, and kissed me, pushing his tongue into my mouth, pressing me back into the sofa. I was so utterly shocked, I pushed him away. All I wanted was for the last ten seconds to be erased. Aberdeen writes that the senator seemed surprised, but apologized, and said he had misread her all this time. <coughs> As she considered how to leave... Without this ending badly, she writes, the senator asked if she wanted to say. Then I said something only the 20-something version of me would have come up with. I'm so sorry, and walked out, trying to appear as nonchalant as possible. So is she claiming that that was the... That's the sexual, sexual assault. Oh, that- and this must have been earlier. This must have been before, because she says a few senators and their aides, but not Clinton, which makes me think it means when Clinton was a senator. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, the senator tried to hook up with her, and she said no, and then he didn't. So, so what that guy did there, and I have done that there, mm-hmm. like that before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most men have. That's called being a straight man trying to kiss a woman. <laughs> Democrats may not be familiar with the concept, however. Alice, my goodness. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I don't, I don't get what the sexual assault was. No, you make a pass <laughs> at a woman, and she's into it or not. But there's. The only way to tell is by trying. Well, yeah, because if she liked him, it wouldn't have been a sexual assault. No. So that's the only way. How to would tell. you know? There have been in women have had entire conventions. Real, actual women, not psychos, have had entire conventions about how a man would never ask if he could kiss you. It's not what a man does. A man kisses mm-hmm. you. This is <clears throat> this was a thing. You know, in in any as a matter of fact, in every. 
at least, you know, romance thing I've seen in the last 20 years, there's always a sexual tension in there goes from kissing to throwing each other up against walls in this weird thing that's in every, like, rom-com, you know, mm-hmm. that, that I've seen in the last 20 years. But, yeah, that's the only deal. Believe believe me. I mean, no, it's ridiculous. This is... But that's fine. She wants to get in on it. She had Trump's in there. She mentions Trump, so he's tied in. Fine. She's just, you know, she's just... A tawdry, but I feel like it like cheapens the Me Too thing to like you, you put things like that in there. Because like we understand yeah, it was awkward. Sell, you didn't want him book. to kiss you, but I mean, like, she's selling a book and she's had a fairly boring life. Well, actually, she, I mean, she, she just focused the whole thing on Wiener. It could be a fascinating <laughs> book, but she didn't. Well, right. So here's the thing: it especially cheapens the Me Too thing when you are literally married to somebody who was sending pictures of his genitals to underage girls. I mean, like, and then you're gonna say like I was sexually assaulted because somebody tried to kiss me once when I went back to his place. Yeah. Well, if. Or I guess not to his place, to his office. Ask your boss's husband um, about some of that stuff. The most notorious political predator of our time, Bill Clinton, uh, was in her proximity. I mean, like, but how can she with a straight face sit here and be like, I was sexually Because nothing's real anymore. Nothing's real. Alice, we've had, Tony, we've had today, the State Department came out and said that passports can be any gen- gender you want them to be, and that was the big breaking news today. You can say you're they anybody... They issued their if, first gender X passport. Yes, you can be absolutely anything you want to be. It doesn't matter, yes. A U.S. issued first gender X passport. United States issued first passport with an X gender designation, a milestone in recognition of the rights of people to identify as male and female, expects to be able to offer uh, an option for non-binary, intersex, gender non-conforming people early next year. There's even... There's actually audio on this. Uh, but where wait, they, I hold have on, hold on. This, this is the, you won't have to choose between just male or... This is... They're gleefully reported as NBC. You won't have to choose between... Hold on. It's been so difficult to choose. The State Department changing its gender options, giving Americans a third choice. Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying the department's trying to ensure fair treatment of LGBTQ plus U.S. citizens. Arlie Christian, a campaign strategist with the ACLU, joining me now. Arlie Christian, who's, a, I believe, a female... Is smiling, is so thrilled. Arlie, thanks for being here. This is a big deal. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about what went into this policy change and why it's why it's happening right now. Yes, of course. It's such exciting news from the State Department yesterday. This new policy essentially does two things. One is effective immediately. The State Department is moving to a self-attestation policy meaning that individuals no longer need to produce that burdensome medical documentation in order to update the gender marker on their passport. Super- just got to take their word for it. What you are you? Just, um, you can come say anything. Mm, hold on. Let me flip a coin. <laughs> Female. <laughs> well, but doesn't that just then make you ask, what, why do we even have gender on the passport then? If well, you why, can do we just have, say why do we have anything? passports? If nobody's <laughs> nothing, anything. You just get to... Important for everyone to have that access to an accurate uh, gender is marker. Smiling. And the other uh, announcement that they made is that they will be implementing an X designation, a neutral designation that's appropriate for non-binary yeah. individuals, for intersex individuals, for anyone else for whom an M and F is not an appropriate marker. So these are two... That's crazy people. Why stop there, though, is my question. Well, they're not. Why do you there. have to be stuck with, as an X? Why do I have to be an X? That makes me feel uh, I don't like being so, an X. I'm not an X. 
What if I want to be a Q or yeah. a P Let's or an M? Or, or, oh, oh, I can be M already. I forgot. Intersex non-binary folks to have access to accurate federal ID. To accurate federal ID. We this have different their... definitions of accurate. Yes, I can tell you that. Absolutely. This is fantasy world we have to play in with them. We have to play in fantasy world. So for someone who might be watching this and thinking, well, I don't I don't really pay that much attention to what's in my passport. I mean, I, I don't look at it all that often. Let's talk about. Yeah, why, that's the question to ask uh, NBC. <laughs> why this is such an important change for the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Many people just walking through the world on a daily basis don't think about the little sex designation, gender designation on their ID. But for trans folks, intersex, non-binary folks, that little marker can cause a lot of problems. Then that's your problem to deal with with your shrink if it causes a lot of problems. I'm sorry, we live in a world with realities and science and truth. Didn't it almost get a certain uh, trans rights activist killed in a a sonic drive-thru recently? That's right, that's right. (laughs) Uh, and so the, even the thing that this is named after is whatever is Zim, Z-Z-Y-Y-M is the pronounced, is the per- it's all BS, uh, totally BS. But the, the state house's trans person that they have, the state, state department trans person says, we see this as a way of affirming and uplifting the human rights of trans and intersex and gender nonconforming and non-binary people everywhere. It's even got to convolute the F out of a simple statement with this horse it's absolute crazy. Well, that's because this stuff never stops. Look, at she's already she but can't say LGBT. She's already having to say LGBTQ plus, right? And right. like when when you and I see the even more crazy people like on our old towns community Facebook page, you know, they're throwing in twos and s's and all kinds of other stuff. LGBTQ two i a s plus like i mean there's they literally just keep adding things to it you can't keep up what one person what one like person who thinks they're woke you know last week is saying is different from what my like super woke went to lexington high school friends say on their facebook pages so it's it's impossible to like keep abreast of the latest the latest developments in gender theory. It's like a constantly changing, <laughs> a constantly changing target. You can't, okay. you can never be woke enough. Uh, that's great. That's great. The State Department is the Department of Make Believe. That's what it is now. Thank you so much. Uh, for more on the Department of Fluids and Septic, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Burn Barrel Podcast.com, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel. Um, we're also on Gab and Parlor. We've been told we should get on Getter. I've been informed by some people that that's a good place to be. So maybe we'll do that as well. We're still not on YouTube. uh, So you can find us audio only or our videos are on Rumble. Um, But other than that, for now, you can uh, say hi to us on all those places. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.